0: This is Sports Best, presented by Reposted on the Reposted Podcast Network. Coming at you like a junior college transfer that's gunning for the QB1 position. He is Larry Robert, or Bobby Bowden. I am future NFL Commissioner Peyton Manning. Larry, what was the last time you went to a high school football game?
1: Uh, you know what? It was like a couple of years ago. We went to the big SISH football game in San Francisco. Our babysitter was high school football. Uh, football player big dude and we were like oh we should go see him play so we went with his parents and watched it was really it had like that high school feel it was really fun i love
0: that i um the thing that nfl football doesn't have is the band i love the band our uh, ah. drum line in high school had this cadence that i still remember today it was so great they would go through the halls before a pep rally playing the, the drum line i loved it i miss it
1: oh
0: who doesn't miss a good high school football? who doesn't
1: miss a good high school? friday high-
0: light lights yeah Oh, I started watching rewatching Friday Night Lights last night, and I got so much anxiety. It took me a while to fall asleep after it was over. Nicole's like, "I'm stressed out. I don't like this either." But uh, we talked earlier this week. I was so excited about Hard Knocks. I watched it. I hope you watched it too. Fire me up. I think it's such a great intro song. I thought, Nicole was asking me, was like, is this the first time the Cowboys have been on Hard Knocks? I was like, yeah. This is the third time they've been on Hard Knocks. Yeah. So in 2002, and then in 2008, and then starting now... Did you watch it yet? Are you going to watch it? I watched, I uh, uh, got some highlights. Um, oh, it was episode. terrible. I hated it. It was. I oh. had such high expectations. Oh. Because what I love about Hard Knocks is that you follow these guys on the bubble and you, you get to know them and you kind of see how, how the sausage is made, like we talk about on other shows. And uh, it basically followed uh, Dak Prescott and Ezekiel Elliott, their their relationship. You saw a little bit about Mike McCarthy, but only in him talking to the team. And then their rookie, Micah Parsons, and a little bit of his mom. Um, I don't really... I feel like Jerry Jones somehow has final edit on this, and it's just not interesting. They're playing in Oxnard. They seem to have rented out an apartment complex, and they just ride bikes around it. I'd like to know what the story on that is. But uh, Hard Knocks, I don't know what you're doing.
1: To me, it seems like a, a very there's a very distinct correlation between a, how a coaches communicate, how a coach communicates, and their success on the field. Mm-hmm. I, I've never been a big believer in Mike McCarthy. But this clip that I saw that you alluded to, he's addressing the team. Yeah. And he's like, we're not high school Harry here. And I was like, dude what like are you like a 1930s coach like like the speech that he gives to the team I was like what he sounds phony as all hell
0: yeah another thing that stood out to me that I don't it's not good bad or indifferent but it just like stood out to me that every eighth word was an f-bomb like everyone's (laughs) just cussing everywhere and whether you talk like that or not like you know that cameras are on you tamp it down a little bit i i guess i have no problem with people talking like that but i i've watched a lot of seasons of this and it hasn't really stood out to me and i was like dak
1: come on (laughs) slow it down my thought about dak though he really kind of comes off as like the power center of that team like everybody loves him they really respect him like Dak's the deal by the way he's got some shoulder issues going to get a second mri so it'll be really really interesting to see what happens to him throughout hard knocks.
0: Yeah, I mean, he is someone that I could fall in line behind if I was on that team. Oh, yeah. His shoulder gets hurt. He's like, I'm going to stay on the practice field. He didn't want to go into re- – like, McCarthy was like, go start rehabbing. Like, what are you doing? He's like, I want to be with the guys.
1: Yeah. So, he's the a guy, he's Well, the NFL is going to crack down on players who taunt each other this year. league says players who receive two taunting penalties will be ejected from the game. That players will also be subject to fines – And suspensions, if it's deemed necessary. Taunting penalty is assessed at 15 yards. There were only 10 taunting penalties called last season. While farts, false not farts, starts, false false starts were the most penalized infraction. I I understand this idea. Is it the NFL like? Hasn't it been fun to see players like do their little touchdown things and blah blah? Doesn't want the NFL want a little drama? Don't we want a little taunting? kind of spurred the heat of the game
0: I mean I think so for sure it's it 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 gets the competitive spirit going taunting makes it more interesting this is not football but it made me think of the most famous Muhammad Ali picture he's taunting Sonny Liston he's like he's lording over him on the ground and then like wagging your finger in someone's face I mean I guess they're doing this to prevent people from breaking out into a brawl but I think it's fun to watch the excitement. Like the excitement is like overflowing, and you uh, you taunt a little bit. I don't know. Like the, I think you should
1: be able to do all of it. I, I suppose the NFL is trying to like clean up their image and make it more family friendly, so they could sell more stuff. I feel like they're just trying to make it PG, right?
0: I guess that's all they're doing. I'm, I'm I don't know. I I'm not on board with this. I'm not on board with. I I don't know.
1: Well, all I say is just I'm. I'm mainly bringing this story up to preface everybody that there's going to be a lot of taunting calls early so that they get the point across that the players don't taunt.
0: They're going to set the tone. Yeah. I yeah. I don't know. Well, Dan Campbell, who oh. is the coach oh. of the Detroit Lions, oh. I see this, and I wish Hard Knocks was about the Detroit Lions. Oh. oh. So basically, he's saying the main thing that's going to get you down to the 53 man roster is grit. He wants resilient, tough, hard-nosed players that he knows he can trust at the back end of his roster. And I'm on board with that. Also, if I'm a player and I'm looking at Dan Campbell, who's pretty jacked and looks like he could put some pads on and and make a difference. And I'm looking at Mike McCarthy. I'm going to fall in line behind Dan Campbell every, every day of the week. But, um, I don't know. Do you think grit is going to be what breaks the Detroit Lions out to the Super Bowl?
1: The only reason I inserted this story into the sports best lineup today Jericho. is he said, quote, Gabel, there are no turds on this team. <laughs> there are no
0: turds. That's... <laughs> I mean, I, this is a great story, and I love it, and I, I wish it made – I hope it makes the biggest difference for you, but at some point, grit doesn't really matter. Talent kind of overcomes, and when you're looking at players in the NFL, i rather have the most talented player than the grittiest player, but we'll see what happens. What
1: about turdiness? Like the turdiness player? Like I don't want to turd
0: team? on my team. I don't want to turd on my team, Larry. That's a poop talk and Sports <laughs> Best today. Turn
1: to, specific turd talk. <laughs> uh, I guess we're creeping closer to college football season. The first college football poll out for the upcoming season. Alabama and Clemson are ranked one and two in the preseason coaches poll, followed by Oklahoma, Ohio State, Georgia. I could go through the whole thing. But all that to say, I did not see Colorado in the top 20.
0: Now, we haven't been in the top 20 for a
1: while. This is an
0: interesting thing I saw about that because you look at the first-place votes. Alabama has 63 first-place votes. Clemson has zero. And number three, Oklahoma has two first-place votes. I'm always – there's some kind of ceremonial version in the coaches poll of um, not voting for – it's kind of like baseball, not getting a unanimous first-round Hall of Fame vote. But why is Oklahoma getting two first-place votes and Clemson's not?
1: The only thing I don't like about these preseason polls because they don't really matter that much, but they kind of matter in that they sort of set the tone yeah. of like. And so, if I don't know who has the weakest schedule, Georgia, just just to say, right? If they run out the they run out their schedule, they go perfect, but they don't really play anybody. They get ranked higher because they were ranked higher to begin with, but they didn't really play anybody. They're like all factors should matter, and preseason polls not one of them.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of this you have these, these uh, powder puff or whatever type games early on. So you can kind of maintain your undefeated record to get into the playoff. Uh, this is not in the lineup, but um, respect or shout out to recently passed Bobby Bowden. He was notorious oh. for like anyone that we, wants to play us. We're going to show up and we'll play We'll play Notre Dame in South Bend. We'll go to Norman and play Oklahoma or SMU like, he was doing this, being like, because he put Florida State on the map. They weren't really that much of a football team, and he took them to who they are. Teams don't do that anymore. You look at uh, Texas, and they uh, they do little Nancy things, as they I say. Do,
1: I do feel like the BCS is slowly changing that, and then they got their formula. And maybe if you played somebody good, I think it, the, the, the the boat is slowly turning, but not as much. They still play the cupcakes.
0: I mean, I guess it's slowly changing, but also we don't have the BCS anymore. It's just a college football playoff. And then they're going to have, I don't know, they're going to more teams. And all of a sudden, my theory on the SEC becoming the new NCAA. So I think a lot of, there, there were slow changes. I don't know when the BCS came. Was it like 96, 93? was so in the yeah. 90s? And now we're, that quickly went away. College football playoff. They're expanding the playoff. And so I don't know what's going to happen, but I am guess I'm excited to see it. Do you have a favorite to win next year? Yeah, that's a great question. Don't you just
1: pick Alabama? and?
0: I mean, Alabama's them? a safe bet. Right. Sure. Texas A&M surprising number six. Because I guess it's not that surprising, but it's growing up with Texas being the powerhouse. Last year, Texas was five and three in conference, and they're already preseason 19. I don't know. They're, they got the Notre Dame effect going.
1: I don't want to go too deep in the woods, but I feel like I read that Texas A&M's starting quarterback got hurt. might be off the season or something like that. So that might not be a good idea. QB1
0: is down. Speaking of Friday Night Lights, (laughs) I'm already having anxiety again. Such a good show, though. Moving from football to football, Lionel Messi and his move to PSG, which we talked about earlier. He is getting $41 million a year. That is all in. And uh, PSG announced that they uh, are paying a substantial part of that in cryptocurrency, which when you're talking about $41 million, I don't know what substantial means. A million dollars in crypto is substantial. But they are uh, paying them PSG tokens, which why not? I don't know. Does it make you want to buy the PSG token? Because Lionel Messi has some.
1: Well, uh, you mentioned this the other day that Messi's agent is his dad. So mm-hmm. presumably his dad put this contract together. I'm not against cryptocurrency. I'm, I like the cryptocurrency, but I feel like if I was a athlete just pay me in cash and then I'll dabble in the cryptocurrency. Don't don't pay me in the cryptocurrency. Well that could be wrong or right, but I don't know.
0: I mean it could be we're going to pay you 39 million dollars or we can give you 2 million more in crypto and so I like that. I mean you got to like diversify. I, I don't
1: like know if that. that's
0: what happened. Um,
1: can but, I buy but, a PSG token? Is that a thing I can buy?
0: I think so because I was reading it about how it's basically you uh, fans can buy into it, and then it gives them uh, voting rights for minor decisions on the team. So also like when when the announcement came that he moved, the uh, there was a hundred and thirty percent spike in the cost of it. Uh, they got to an all time high of sixty dollars on Tuesday, and then it dropped down ten percent to about forty. Who knows what's going to happen? But you can go to Coin Market Cap and uh, maybe uh, get some PSG tokens.
1: Well, so the last part about this would be then I, you think America teams will start selling their own tokens? or whether it be a Cowboy token? It feels like maybe this is a European thing that we're going to catch on with. I think so. I mean, we're talking about
0: did, did Steph Curry did something with crypto or someone did oh. there? I'm curious who is going to be the first U.S. team to start doing that? Maybe the yeah. Cowboys. Jerry Jones right? and his, Yankees. Uh, yeah. You just, I guess, you think, or may, maybe it'll be like a a one off team, like the San Jose Sharks, who don't have a huge market share and want to find ways to divers- diversify.
1: I'm definitely buying some Dodger coin the minute it's available. I'm going Dodger coin for sure.
0: Isn't that Doge?
1: Do- Dodger oh. coin Doge. That's no, good. I so that. I don't know if you're into the uh, documentaries. I love docu- documentaries. Netflix is, is a new good one. It's called Malice at the Palace. It begins at this game between the Pacers and uh, Pistons. I don't know how many, 20 years ago. The Pistons were leading with like 45 seconds left. And then a big brawl uh, happened at the in Detroit. The end of the brawl, beer was thrown, punches were thrown, Pacers were sitting in this locker room. And they say there was like a bigger fight that happened in the locker room after because the players are trying to figure out just exactly what happened. Run our test who was one of the main brawlers in this thing, says if people saw the raw full footage from that night, they would see that the players were just trying to protect themselves. Now, that might be true, but I saw Ron Artest go into the stands at some particular point and started punching fans. I don't know if you remember this, but uh, Stephen Jackson, who was involved with brawl, got suspended for 30 games, Jermaine O'Neal 25 games, and Ron Artest was suspended for the whole season. Do you have any interest in seeing untold malice at the palace in the brawl? the Pacers room after the game.
0: I'm very excited about watching this. I love documentaries. Uh, one thing, it happened in 2004. It, to me, was one of those things that, like, I have a time stamp. And I remember when I saw that it happened. I remember where I was and when I saw the news break. Do you Was that a big enough deal in
1: your life? Or were you oh, too yeah, busy uh, for sure. rolling no, no. dice in the alley? I, I was rolling dice. Uh, yeah, I definitely was rolling dice in an alley. But, I mean, who, if you were a sports fan, you knew about this brawl.
0: I feel like that transcended sports fans because also it gave the term thug was thrown around so much during that whole thing. And, uh, it did. Yeah. It was a crazy thing. I saw it just in the preview. I'll probably watch this before, before our next, um, our next time we record, but Ron, Artest said, quote, some people have control. I don't, which I think is great. Uh, I'm excited to see all the backstory and the things that kind of, come through with all that but uh are you it sounds like you might have already watched it are you gonna i'm watch not it?
1: i have not watched it i will definitely watch it before we meet again too uh i just think yeah we mentioned documentaries are fascinating except especially i mean if it maybe this is going to change my mind maybe i'm going to find out that the guys that went in and started punching fans at stands weren't bad guys after all i hope they do
0: yeah maybe but uh i guess we can check in on that
1: uh, next after time we watch it
0: well, who knew, but J.R. Smith, former NBA player, is going to start playing golf in college? Before we get into it, apologies if I've told the story before, but my favorite J.R. Smith thing I've ever seen, this was years ago, but this girl sent him a DM on Twitter. And she sent him a screenshot. She said, I'm going to your game tonight. And he responded, said, dope. And she gave him a smiley face. He says, oh, really? And she goes, oh, really, what? He goes, you trying to get the pipe? <laughs> <laughs> and to me, that's the funniest way to be like, what are you trying to do here? lady?" Like, anyway, he's uh, uh, enrolling at North Carolina AT, and uh, he's petitioning to play golf there he uh according to PGA Tour.com has a five handicap i mean why not why not
1: so i'm assuming that he played college basketball yeah so then you can play college basketball wait 20 years and then go back and play college golf uh
0: sure? yeah i mean your eligibility i think is for that sport uh, really? was it chris winky did that when he was 25, he went to Florida State after six seasons of professional baseball. I am not. I don't know if he played – I don't know if Winky played uh, college baseball. But or, anyway, Winky so, won a Heisman Trophy.
1: So you could do that. Like you could play football for college, then you could go play golf, then you could play baseball, then you could play lac- lacrosse. You could just do all the sports.
0: I guess so. Wow. So, I think it's great. Makes me want to go back to school and see if I can uh, – get my crew career off the ground
1: i think that was a, what sport can I? yeah <laughs> what sport could i they have backgammon is that a thing called? i can
0: set the guinness book of world records for the biggest coxswain to compete on division one crew
1: rdi coxswains are tiny
0: people yeah in case in case people are not up to date with crew coxswains are the small people barking orders at the front ah, ah. this has been sports best Thank you for listening. Let's get excited for hard knocks and hopefully they'll come up with some better things. I'm Andrew for larry Take some stuff.